Right from the get-go, there were people reaching out to us saying, you have to sever ties with this bar. These are bad people. Hold your event elsewhere. But we're, we've, we're not the kind of organization to, to turn our backs on anyone. That is Chris Studer. And this is Tiny Conversations. I'm Brian Colley. Chris is the, the current executive director of the nonprofit organization Get Real. And Get Real is an organization focused on helping others unlearn LGBTQ discrimination and bullying. When I first met Chris in June 2015, it was shortly after Caitlyn Jenner came out as a transgender person. Caitlyn's image appeared on the cover of Vanity Fair, courageous and strong, with the headline, Call Me Caitlyn. It was a rally cry and a beacon. It was confident and it forced transgender issues into the public spotlight in a very real way. Some reacted positively, others negatively, and some with transphobic jokes. One of those transphobic responses came from the Instagram account of Toronto Bar L Furniture Warehouse, the same bar where Get Real was about to hold a fundraiser during World Pride. When BuzzFeed caught word and published an article about both the comment and the clear discrepancy with Get Real hosting an event at said bar, things came to a grinding halt. And then, Chris and his team did what they do best. They approached the situation with a calm understanding and asked, what can we learn from this? I met Chris at the Get Real head offices right after all of this happened to ask him about that initial backlash and the decision to switch the event into an education session with the staff and management of the two bars. I also spoke to him more personally about why issues of LGBTQ discrimination and bullying are so important to him. Here's that conversation. So at L Furniture Warehouse, um, they basically shared a picture of Caitlyn Jenner with um, some anti-trans messaging and you stepped in and did really something awesome um what was that what was you know in your words what what did you do with l furniture warehouse we began as like a frosh leader program we would mentor our first year students when we were at western we were older students and if we heard someone say that's so gay or fag or or tranny or you know something like that um in the spirit of making all of our first year students feel comfortable we would just speak to them in a friendly way, and that's really where Get Real came from. Right from the get-go, um, you know, there were people reaching out to us saying, you have to sever ties with this organization, with this bar, you know, these are bad people, and, you know, hold your event elsewhere, um, and if you don't, you know, this is going to reflect poorly on Get Real, and I'll never be a supporter again. But we're, we've, we're not the kind of organization to, to turn our backs on anyone that is our mandate, you know, we're an education-based mandate. So we, I mean, first we wanted to ascertain all the facts. We really wanted to approach our training with the very true, I think, um, assumption that a lot of the people who are going to be attending this training, they don't even know that the post has gone up and been deleted. And then the next day, all of a sudden things are blowing up and they have people, you know, really vilifying them. And we are like, okay, here's a chance to bring people in and, you know, um, kind of do some healing with some education and with, you know, addressing this. But what happened was um, I said to all the people who had tweeted at us, I said, um, you know what, 
I'm going to speak to the warehouse, and we're not going to completely just cut them off. I'm going to ask if they would be okay if we didn't do our event and replaced it with a training. See, one of the one of the like first things that caught me, um, and I'll admit, I didn't see the Instagram photo. I read the BuzzFeed article, but I I I don't know the specific wording mm-hmm. in the photo. Um, but I'll admit, like I even would have the reaction. Of like just distance yourself mm-hmm. from this, like, mm-hmm. to- like, not acceptable. Yep. Um, your you you and your organization, you, you went, you went the other way. You went, how can we help? Mm-hmm. Which is, I think, very rare and very amazing. And the the thing I'm most curious about is, what compelled you to kind of go. I am going and we are going to try and turn this thing around. It's funny, like, I was sitting in my car outside of that meeting on the phone with, you know, our Western coordinator and my friend who went, who's the, one of our Acadia team members um, who went up and did that workshop. And, like, we were all on the same page just without even having to mention it. That's really something that we fostered from day one with Get Real is, like, you know, anyone can change, you know, I mean, even me personally, like as a kid, the reason why I believed in get real, my got involved like way back, like I'm the second founder, I guess, chronologically. Um, you know, I thought back to myself in grade seven, grade eight, I went to an all guys private school in Toronto for two years and super homophobic. I don't even, I didn't know what transphobic would have meant, um, back then, but it took positive experiences and it took people coming out it had to be real life stuff, like people coming out to kind of help me. For yourself, you know, your experience is probably something a lot of people um, have gone through of you're, you're younger, you're impressionable, you know, you're um, like grade seven, eight. And that's, I think, uh, the time where for a lot of people stereotypes start setting in. Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember like one of the experiences where, uh, the, one of the positive experiences where your preconceived notions especially those about like maybe gender sexual identity Mm -hmm. um were really challenged in a way where you thought huh maybe i'm gonna like try and maybe i'm not as open-minded as i thought i was in grade eight um we did have a workshop uh it was run by two kind of older guys they talked about i mean very basic stuff like everyone's person and um, being gay is not all about sex. It's like, who could you see yourself in like a loving relationship with or like going on a date with? And like, I remember sitting there being like, that makes a lot of sense because, you know, the idea of having sex with anyone, a girl, it just seemed like such like the most alien thing in the world to me at grade eight. And so, you know, the idea of having sex with another guy seemed like, whatever beyond alien is you know but i was like okay loving relationship you know my grandparents have that my parents have that i was like okay that definitely made an impression on me and then they they referenced the they're talking about like um bisexuality and which i don't even know if i'd heard of before then and they met they brought up the movie dodgeball which was really good it was a group of like 14 year old guys anyway there's a part in the movie where at the end where there's kind of been like a running joke about the love interest being like being called a dyke because uh, she's really good at dodgeball she's very athletic they talked about that and then they talked about how at the end the run and it's like the running joke and it's going to be one of those jokes and it lands 
and she's not, and Vince won wind up, Vince won her wind up, and then the kind of but the the added punchline is that you know they're about to kiss, and then her then someone calls from the crowd, and it's her, and she turns and it's her girlfriend, and then the token black guy says like, man, I told you she was a lesbian, you know, it's like such one of those movies, right? And Vince Vaughn's like, wow, good call. And then she she's like she makes out with her girlfriend who came to see her play a game and like turns around and is like no I'm not a lesbian I'm bisexual and then makes out with Vince Vaughn and they explained all that and they were like did did that strike any of you as weird and we were like and no one really said anything and they were like okay so you know this uh, this you know this girl is in this dodgeball game it's the finals and her girlfriend's come to watch her you know come all the way to watch her play in the final game. If you can picture, you know, a girl coming to watch or someone that you love want coming to watch you in a final game. And then she, you know, says, hey, you know, so happy to see you. And then she turns around and makes out with this other person. Is that like a nice thing to do? And I remember being like, everyone was like, no, that is like kind of like mean. They're like, is that like cheating? And we were like, yeah. What was that? Was it like, was it just that someone framed something as don't just use something that might be a part of someone's identity is a joke and rather just like, Oh, right. If this was actually a person, if these weren't characters, like if these were actually people, mm, no, they didn't really focus on language, which for me was probably for the best. Like I'm wondering like why, why, why did that click in your head? Because I was at the point almost sadly to say that I needed to be opened up in terms of my attitudes. Going to the actual workshop, you were yep. doing at Old Furniture Warehouse. It, it for me even to think about you know confronting someone and just being like, hey, that's not cool. Um, it's terrifying, <laughs> and you're it's never easy. So you're you're going up to a bunch of people who work at a bar. Yeah. Um, two bars combined, yeah. Yeah, two bars. Two bars combined. Um, they're they've just had this. I won't swear, but this mess happened to them, and. You know, they're guaranteed some people were going to be like, why do I need this? I don't need this. Is this sensitivity training? Wow, you're as management, you're siding with BuzzFeed. Like, you think we're bad people? Like, yeah. So, sorry, what was the question? Well, so, you know, you're, you're getting into it. Like, what was it like? And, and, and what did you say? And what were some of the actual interactions you had with the people there? We talked a lot, especially myself and my, and my friend who was going to be running the training who's trans. And we reviewed the workshop and we were like, really, what do we want people to come away from? It kind of boiled down to understanding and understanding why the reaction was the way it was and why there was such little room for humor. Then moving into kind of terminology plus personal story. And that's where uh, my friend told his story, transitioning very brave and, and really like put photos up like, you know, of like him pre, you know, prior to transition and after transition. And my friend went like so in depth and put like, just totally put himself out there. We're sitting on the bar and they're all kind of sitting around, you know, in the booths and stuff. You couldn't not be moved even at nine in the morning even tired people's faces change from kind of skeptical and maybe a little afraid of you know what our tone was going to be like or how if it was going to be remotely you know the, as aggressive as what they've been receiving on online and kind of the, the smiles start forming and people nodding but yeah it was just we just wanted to create like a really good vibe and move everyone forward in in a good way If 
you want to learn more about Get Real and their amazing work, go to thegetrealmovement.ca. I'll make sure to put that link on this show's website, tinyconversations.com. The conversation you just heard was edited from a much larger one I had with Chris. In total, we spoke for over an hour about the Caitlyn Jenner, L Furniture backlash, the response, his time in all-boys school, university, and a lot more. And you can listen to that full conversation on this show's website. Again, that's tinyconversations.com. While there, you can listen to other episodes, send me a note, and most importantly, you can subscribe to this podcast in iTunes and Stitcher. By subscribing to this podcast, it means you get every new episode automatically downloaded to your phone or computer or wherever you listen. It also means you'll put a smile on my face. Seriously. And if you're subscribing already, I recommend sending your favorite episode to a friend. They probably really appreciate it and will think you're super kind for thinking of them. I know I will. Okay, that's it from me. I'm Brian Colley. Thanks so much for listening.